BRICS is going to work. BRICS has to work, but there are certain things that have to be put in order for BRICS to work. There are certain mechanisms, policies, and frameworks that we have to look into for BRICS to work. Now, BRICS could work in favor of all the big countries in BRICS, but how do we ensure that it works for the smaller countries in BRICS and the African countries that intend to join BRICS? Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. Always lovely to come on here and have a conversation with you guys. Um, I like talking about Africa, black people, our empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. So it is day one, as I record this, of BRICS and different speakers are coming on board and sharing their thoughts and processes and I've been keenly following the business forum and I am just listening to phenomenal speakers who are very brilliant on what needs to be done in order for BRICS to work. Now one of the building tenets of BRICS is to ensure that there's trade amongst BRIC members and also just ensuring that goods and services move across member states and one of the things that Africa struggles with is trade. Within Africa, intra-Africa trade is at a dismal 16 to 19%. If you look at Asia, it's over 50. If you look at Europe, it's over 70%. And so trading in Africa is going to become, is, is already a challenge. So if you think of this and then you think of how then, if you cannot trade within your continent, will you be able to do trade with India? Will you be able to do trade with China? Will you be able to do trade with Russia? How How is that possible? Because even South Africa is a member state, you're having trouble having trade or doing intra-Africa trade with your neighbors. And one of the speakers was talking about removing the barriers of trade within the continent. If people can move within the continent, if goods can move within the continent, then that means that we are ready to leverage all the opportunities that BRICS presents. But until that happens, then there's still a long way to go. If you start by looking at the intra-trade within ourselves in the continent yes. alone, the opportunity there is absolutely amazing. We need, um, of course, to focus on the infrastructure because without the infrastructure, we will keep dreaming about the trade within ourselves in the continent, but we won't be able to get the goods um, to each other. We won't be able to get the services to each other. People-to-people -people interactions, absolutely critical, as my colleagues have already indicated. And there are policy measures that we need in order to enable more of that people-to-people -people interaction. Um, the issue of uh, visa regimes is not formally on the BRICS Business Council agenda yet, but I believe if you asked anybody in this room if we shouldn't as business be talking about the visa regimes because it enables us to then interact and unlock the opportunities as, um, as businesses, um, I believe that you would get uh, very, very interesting answers.
There was also a very interesting conversation on the contribution of Africa to BRICS. So, you know, South Africa is, is one of the most biggest and powerful economies on the African continent, but it's nowhere compared to China, it's nowhere compared to Russia, it's nowhere compared to India. We cannot compare the volume of manufacturing, we cannot compare the scope of technology, we cannot compare agricultural output from China versus from South Africa. Now, when you look at all factors constant, agriculture should be doing far more well in South Africa than in India or in China. But because of technological advancements in some of these countries, they beat South Africa by far. By far, South Africa cannot march, it cannot compete. And that's the reality of even all these other countries that intend to join BRICS. And I think this is a very important conversation that they're having at the onset as they build. How do we level the playing field? How do we ensure that as China is sending its produce to South Africa, South Africa is also sending produce to China, but at the same quantity or even some, because trade deficit between, say, African nations and the West is always too big. You know, U.S. will say, oh, we do business with you, we trade with you. But if you look at the trade deficit, the numbers do not make sense. You know, Africa sends a lot of things to America. That's a given. But if you compare the magnitude at which Africa brings stuff from America, the numbers do not match. And so this business deal is one-sided and only favors one side of the scale. And so some of these experts are saying at the very onset, it's very important for us to interrogate what contribution we are making to BRICS, you know, what do we bring on the table and how can we up our contribution? How can we match our counterparts? We know they are far more ahead um, of us when it comes to output, but then how do we match them? You know, is there knowledge exchange? Is there technological exchange? How do we help each other so that this relationship is mutually and symbiotically beneficial to everybody on the table? Give you an example. In South Africa at the moment, we export roughly about half of what we produce in value terms. We are big in the EU. Uh, roughly 40% of our exports are in Africa, 20% in the EU, and also in other regions. But when you look at our trade in agriculture with the BRICS countries, it's still fairly small. Over the past 10 years, it has averaged at about 8%. Then the question then is to say, how do we increase that in a way that is beneficial for us, but also beneficial for the BRICS countries by lowering those tariffs, by then going further to what our colleagues in India were talking about, about these non-tariff barriers. Either they are used in a form of whatever agrochemicals you use or whatever form of the phytosanitaries that are being put in place. The question is about how do you lower those? And I'll close off with a quick point here, Ashraf, because from India, again, is an important one. Because if you think about South Africa's agriculture today, you think back maybe in 1994. We have more than doubled in value and in volume terms. And what has been behind that is what Vladimir also was referring to, the use of certain better seeds, better agrochemicals. But in the world today, there's a change in temperature about certain agrochemicals and seeds, which are so critical for agricultural productivity, which I think the BRICS countries, as powerhouses of agriculture, we have to be taking a particular view about how we think about that. But then again, underscoring that by improving intra-trade amongst ourselves. Mm. I think that's very important, at least from South Africa. Well, I think that it was also important that different voices were captured in that conversation because in listening to it, I was listening to the Russian representative speak and it was such a breath of fresh air. Um, he didn't go in depth with what he was saying on the conversation, but for him, what was very important was the fact that he was speaking on just 
the, the bridge that BRICS play in bringing these different countries together. He spoke about the fact that when you're in Russia, you never think you'll be in South Africa, you never think you'll do business with South Africans. But because of BRICS, it's acting as that bridge, it's acting as that ladder where we can climb and meet, meet each other at the middle. And I think that just outside of all the big declarations and trade and we'll do this, it's so important for countries, particularly smaller countries, to start forging authentic relationships with other countries outside of colonialism, outside of, of unfair deals. Come and know me. Come at the table. Get to know who I am. Come see my country. See my people. See how things work here. See how we do all business. Come and know me. Come and see how we do things here. And I think that's very, very important. It's a very important point he raises because I think most of the time when we look at doing business or trade deals or partnerships or blocks, we want to jump over the initial steps, the fundamental, the building. For somebody to respect you, they have to get to know you. And he raises a very important point that BRICS plays a great um, connector in between different countries so we can get to know each other before we decide how to move forward and do business with each other. That I would meet people from uh, different parts of our planet who will become my friends, my partners, and uh, uh, we'll have discussions and uh, we'll do jointly what we've done, what next to me is uh, uh, the commandant, Mr. Matsepa. These are the people that uh, 10 years ago we signed uh, the uh, uh, setting of the Business Council of BRICS and our relationship not only, uh, we didn't only keep, but we developed our relationship and we are assured that we would respond to any uh, request and uh, one example first of all human re resource human relationship uh, that between the presidents the ministers deputy ministers our forum our exhibitions congresses these are the opportunity to uh, meet each other to see each other in the eye look in the eye and uh, to have discussion face to face then you can really work on the decisions on uh, different issues and different problems we might have different opinions and different views, but it's the opportunity to honestly talk to each other. And this, I think, is the uh, biggest potential. If we speak about economy, and it was already mentioned that uh, we uh, hope to reach 30% of the global uh, GDP, then uh, to 50, 2050, BRICS would uh, be dominant, uh, absolutely dominant. And that would be a completely different picture on the global uh, scene. So first of all, we have uh, opportunities uh, not only to work on other countries with, with which BRICS is working, but we have huge potential within BRICS, so very easy, silly, simple example. Well, that's all I had for you in this episode of our conversations. My name is Andrea Ganga. I'll see you again next time.